1: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Each month, over
2: 80,000 people download podcasts produced from the fevered mind of Roy Field-Brown. They cover a gamut of topics like maps, politics, American presidents, history, the Archers, Formula One, Jamaican culture, and Englishness. Go to wherever you get your podcast and type in Royfield Brown to discover a new favorite podcast today.
3: This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know.
1: This is Dumpty Dum, sponsored by Managers <laughs>
4: dumpty dum is from Stephen bowden sponsored by joanna smith who sponsored us via paypal
5: this is dumpty dum the show about the reality ducky drama that is centered on Ambridge in the heart of the midlands i am the Paris of sparkly anglers who is royfield brown i'm joined this week by the beautiful crafted edible table decoration
4: who is jacqueline berto in sanguine in france on this episode, we'll hear from Rob Williams, who's done the maths. Vicky Cole, who's morphed into Jenny. Christopher McKiddy, who sees a bright future for the Horribins. Our Bugsy Squires, Brian Holding, who asked us a question. Drew from the Tokyo office that might not be in Tokyo, who is 100% in agreement with Mr. Brown, but it's not about the scone scone question, don't worry. Jojo Sexy Heels, who has a theory and a prediction about our joy. And Polly Perks, who's feeling all warm and fluffy.
5: And as well as all that good stuff, we have Tweet of the Week from our Purple Pumpkin. And with the social media roundup from Katie. Don't forget, we've got stuff on YouTube. So I think this is the perfect time of year when, you know, you're stuck at home with your family and you're going, oh, God, it's another day with with your partner. And really, you need a boat hole. That boat hole could well be YouTube. Go on to YouTube, type in Dumpty Dum. And you can watch some of the content which we've amassed over the last two years, interviewing the actors who play the characters on Ambridge. Now, don't forget, next year, we are going to be having a big meetup in Birmingham in April, the weekend in Friday, 21st, Saturday, 22nd and Sunday, the 23rd. We need you to make sure that you have that marked off in your calendar, in your diary, Maybe you're old school, you marked it off in your file of facts. But whatever, make sure that you come. And we are going to be speaking to Cara from the Academic Archers this week. We spoil you people. You're gonna have another dum-de-dum pretty soon where we're gonna go into the details of that. Yeah. And we have two dum-de-dummers who've been superlative in the last year in terms of helping us with Dum dums the music at the start of the show. Now we don't want it just to be Stephen Bowden and armory Bray. We need you, Dumpty Dummer, to rattle out, bang out a, a, a barwick Green for us. Now it doesn't need to be anything polished. Fundamentally, you can just sing into your phone and basically bleat along to the to approximately to the tune of the Archers. Quite simple. And now you're at home and you've got your loved ones around you ideal time for you to say let's have a little bit of laugh a little bit of a laugh and i tell you what have a little bit of baileys first or maybe have three <laughs> baileys first then it'll be even better uh, uh, I can get it. on to speak five <laughs> and give us those dumpty-dums and as well as all of that stuff of course we welcome our new members to our facebook group
4: but first let's look at the week in ambridge from our
6: Sui queen or tart <laughs> Hello, my lovely people. Suey, Queen of Tart on the Twitters, and another week in Ambridge, the penultimate one for the year. This week was brought to us by the words innuendo, miscommunication and reconciliation. That's nothing new, really, but we've had a lot more of the middle one, let me tell you. Lily was caught breaking into the Grey Gables building site. Oh, no, hang on. She walked through the open gate, apparently. Ardil put his size nine in by saying Jolene was a Tartar. And Lily said, hang on, she's my aunt. Mm. The two of them do not want to sing a duet together, but spoiler alert, it all came out okay. Very tuneful indeed. Chris and Alice's divorce has come through, but the Aldridges have gone a step too far by inviting him to Christmas dinner, which puts Susan's back up. He should be going to his mum and dad's for Christmas, and she is not happy at all. Rex was certain of what he'd seen on the rewilding cameras and gave Ed a wide berth. He issued an ultimatum. Ed told Emma then she caught up with Rex and made things very much worse. Now he thought that there was an affair going on. I lost the will to live at this point. Ben and Roof had a heart to heart and of all things talked about Nigel falling off the roof and David still feeling guilty. It should be the editor at the time, Vanessa Whitburn, who should be still having sleepless nights over that. Yes. (laughs) Emma turned up with some fake decorations for no discernible reason. Rex confronted Fallon, who not unsurprisingly was rather confused about his accusations. Rex stomped off to take his bat home and Emma and Fallon had a lightbulb moment over the coats. Then there was a simply hilarious conversation, allegedly. I was very glad when it stopped. Nobody is telling anybody anything, even Tony, and no one is pinching any more wood and there will be no humans dogging, just dogs doing dog things. <laughs> Kate annoyed me a lot, kel surprise, when attempting to move Jacob into her old gaff. He was unimpressed with her suggestions about what he could do with his bathroom toiletries. Ben left a scintillating conversation about what David is cooking for Christmas lunch to kiss and make up with his gran, whom he called Foxy, which seemed like a very strange term of endearment for your grandmother. Brian went shopping with his daughters and there was some gentle bickering and reminiscing over past visits to Santa's grotto. He is still on his health kink, we were reminded, and he tried on a chequered deerstole worker, but inquiring minds want to know whether he bought it or not. And we rounded off the week with a carol concert, which unsurprisingly resulted in the two choirs coming together to sing the last song. George was being a spoilt brat, and Jill was reconciled with David. She's coming to Brookfield for Christmas lunch, so it's time for David to bring his A game. Oh dear. (laughs) Till next week then, my lovelies, have a good Christmas or whatever it is you're celebrating. And I'll catch up with you later.
5: Oh, thank you for that, Suey. How was your last week in Ambrose, Madame Berto?
4: Well, I'm a sucker for anything that's kind of a bit schmaltzy and I love it, Dovey, and so I loved it. Apart from the Rex misunderstanding, but I loved the making up of Ben with Jill. I loved the the denouement at the end of Friday evening. So, no, I, I've had tears this week, Roy- Royfield. I've really? really had tears. Yeah, Goodness. real tears. Yeah, you, you, you're I'm prone too. I am prone to tears. I have to tell you. I was you. gonna
5: say. It's like, don't <laughs> get me wrong. You know, I am. I'm well catalogued as being a, a fan of Jill. I, I quite like Jill. She was bang out of order with the whole Ben thing. Don't yeah, get me wrong. Yeah, I but absolutely like Jill. But I can't say I was crying.
4: And, and for me, I wasn't it was in pouring rain when I was listening to the first time. So maybe it was the rain. I wasn't crying.
5: But that Christmas carol music in the background.
4: At the same time It
5: was laid on too thick Wasn't too
4: thick No I don't know I mean I thought it was very rude of them The choir was there singing away In the background mm. Singing their hearts out. all those choir what, what, what was Ruth thinking Because her son, her husband had Disappeared to meet up with his mother Who she'd lambasted the last time And they were talking away in the lobby Or somewhere And Ruth was singing in the choir Were well, the choirs wonderful Were they? They were beautiful. The beautiful singing. Mm, I was disappointed,
5: right? I honestly thought that Fallon's group, you know, the younger, funkier, spunky one, were going to do something a bit younger, funkier and spunkier, as opposed to the traditional ding-dong, merrily and high, you know, type of thing. I was a bit like, really? Right. What was the difference between the two choirs then? Ah, There wasn't.
4: That was the whole point, I think. But What did you want? The pokes?
5: That would have been good. That would have been good. But you know what? Somebody beatboxing and then doing like some kind of rap version or something. Not for every song, but just mix it up a little. Because she made a whole point of saying we want to have some young people, get some fresh energy. And then they basically did. Heart the Herald the, Angels. It's
4: like, they did. They on. did a classic service in the carol service. It could have been in the church. Yeah. It was in a pub, but it could have been in St. Stephen's. Was it in the pub? I don't know. I don't even know where it was.
5: I don't but, know where it was either.
4: But mm. I did feel that the singing was very beautiful. You know, I, I'm here sitting in my, my with my Methodist upbringing, sitting in my little house in, in France. I never get any kind of English singing input, unless I pick it up on Radio 4. So for me, it was all very nostalgic. All right.
5: Bear with me. My brother's playing music and needs me to turn it down one minute. I can't hear it. Gotcha. So you got you <sighs> cried. I didn't. I quite liked hearing Jill. I didn't think the singing was... Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the singing was bad, but I didn't go, wow. And as for the duet... <sighs>
4: Did you see that the BBC putter? Yes, I did. Thing? It was very cute. Was it? I thought so. Seeing seeing the two actors singing was very. I always like that that insight into what they look like in real life. I try to avoid it in general, but I like it when I see it.
5: I I'm sounding like Ebenezer Scrooge in this you are. episode. You're being very because harsh. Because like, I, for me. Some of the magic went by seeing Adil and, oh, was and Lily. was very lovely. I'm not saying, he, uh, but it wasn't my Adil. That's no. the thing. And I know had... everybody says says this yeah. invariably when you see the actors. Yeah. Lily was kind of Lily. But Adil was an Adil and I didn't no. need to see it. And I saw it. And now oh I want to dear. bleach my eyes. I can't
4: unsee it.
5: Yeah, exactly.
4: Oh, I and, feel for you, love. Oh, I feel. And
5: <laughs> I honestly didn't think this again. I'm not saying the singing was bad, but considering he's been singing in the shower for the last year, yeah. Linda heard a lot about that. Yeah, I was expecting someone with real pipes, hmm. and it was and it was just it was just good. You know. Hmm. But then again, I just feel like I'm bar humbug in this episode. So why don't I try and dig myself out of a hole and try and have some festive spirit by having a little bit.
0: You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Cool fact,
2: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans,
1: underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Do this. Hello, average three nine six two.
5: Oh, you know who we have first? It's our JoJo Sexy Heels. She's like Ooh. you. She's she's an OG of the podcast. Yeah, it's your old pal, your old mucker.
7: Festive greetings, everybody. It's JoJo Sexy Heels here. Not a particularly festive comment, really, but I've been thinking for about a year now that Joy Horville is very definitely on a protection scheme from something that's happened way up north, which is why she's never in contact with her family. And, of course, it's Christmas when we all think of our families, and I'm just wondering whether or not she's going to blow her cover of hiding in Ambridge, and a very nasty Santa might come through the door. There you go. Merry Christmas, everyone.
5: Mm, Joy Horville. What is her story? Is she on a witness protection scheme? Obviously the key to the whole story is Rochelle. But then there is her reticence to emotionally commit. Yeah. You know, so this is obviously painting some kind of picture as to what's gone Mm. on before in the past.
4: Yeah, so she's obviously been divorced, so we don't know under what circumstances, do we? Do we... I've read lots of theories from people about her ex-husband abuse storylines and siding with uh, Rochelle or not siding with Rochelle. So, yeah. So we don't know her story, actually, but it, it must it must come out at some point. Slow and easy, that's how The Archers rolls.
5: I'm not really that fussed as to what her backstory is, to be honest with you. I like the character, do not get me mm. wrong. She's a ray yeah. of sunshine. And on the face of it, this kind of what you see is what you get simplicity to her. Yeah. She's just, and she's a wonderful neighbor. And as I said before, maybe too much of a good neighbor. Somebody who's always mm. that sunny yeah. it's going to annoy you, right, Definitely. day after day. But, you know, the way that she dealt with Ben and also her stripping off naked, you know, she's, she's a trooper. Yeah, she but, is. You know, I don't know if I, me personally, I don't know if I need to know her backstory. I just, she could just have just arrived perfectly form in Am, formed in Ambridge and I'd be quite happy to be honest with
4: you. Yeah, well, well, actually, so would I. And in fact, a lot of people do speculate, but I don't think it's necessary speculation. So I'm sorry if we've just cheesed off half the dumpty Dumpty. Whoops, <laughs> that's a good start to 2023. <laughs> we have several one-star reviews and loads of people leave us. But I...
5: Uh, I tell you what, talking about reviews. We have not earned not but trois reviews uh, this week.
2: Wow, that's
4: fantastic news. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well,
4: should we just skip to them straight away then? (laughs) (laughs) Big up.
5: no, we 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 do have a a, a, you know, a show to get through. And cumulatively fifteen stars, just saying. I can work out the maths.
4: You're good. Three times five.
5: Three times five, I'm telling it's fifteen.
4: But, you know, we've got another, I've got a Dumpty Dummer who's good at maths.
5: Have we? Who's that then?
4: Rob Williams.
5: Oh, right. You know, you're so good.
8: You're so good. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Dumpty Dummers around the world. Rob Williams speaking here. As it's approaching the end of the year, I thought I'd throw in a, a more oblique insight. It appears that David is still feeling guilty about the death of Nigel. Well, should he be? When he fell, Nigel let out a roughly three and a half second scream, which presumably stopped when he hit the ground. So just how far did he travel? We can ignore air resistance, which would not be significant at these speeds, so we can use the formula S equals a half G times T squared to give us the distance travelled S in these three and a half seconds. The constant G is the acceleration due to gravity, which is about 9.8 metres per second per second. This gives us S equals a half times 9.8 times 3.5 times 3.5, which is just over 60 metres, 60.025 metres, if you want to be precise. So the roof of Lower Loxley must be 60 metres from the ground. Being conservative, that's over 15 floors, about 18 to 20 using current building standards. No wonder David didn't want to go back downstairs. Best wishes to all of the holidays for whatever. (laughs) All you dumpty dummers out there are celebrating or not celebrating. Take care. Hope to see as many as possible in April. Bye now. Oh,
5: thank you for that, Mr. Williams. You weren't wrong about him being good at maths, were you? No, I
4: know. I wrote it all out, Mm. looked at it, asked my daughter, who's doing her aeronautical thing to solve it, and she went, ha, I'm on holiday. (laughs) 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 <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> it, it
5: it did sound proper, didn't it? Like it did I must sound admit. Proper. I had a glazed look come over my eyes with, with all this G equals MC squared that he was talking about. Yeah, but it, I, I it,
4: had to listen to the call three times to get the the formula in down, John Royfield. <laughs> I, think, I think you blinded us with science there, Rob. Uh, thank you very much. And, uh, yes, it's interesting about David's guilt. I mean, hmm. I always assumed that he would feel guilty, but if I were to bring it up now after, crikey, what is it, 10, 11 years? That he had that guilt, maybe more. Sorry, Cosmo. You know, if you're
5: at the scene where somebody dies, yeah. you're gonna feel guilty full stop, aren't you? Yeah, right. Yeah, you're. You're gonna think, what could I've done to help them? You know, yeah.
4: if only if only
5: exactly. So, mm. so it is, you know, a very understandable I- emotion to have. But if you push the person off, the roof then you should be feeling more than just pangs of guilt and there's many a theory many a theory theory (laughs) that he aided (sighs) Nigel on his descent to the ground shall we say
4: well, he did persuade him to go up there that night because he didn't want to come back the next day and take it off. So he did
5: I was the other way around, wasn't it? It was Nigel. Wasn't it David saying no, Nigel will do it the next day? He says, no, no, David, we'll do it tonight in the wind at midnight when it's pitch
4: black and everything's blowing, and ah
5: wasn't it like I thought it was it was Nigel that went into do it, and David was like No,
4: that's interesting how we take things away from differently from these things because I thought it was David said Ah, oh, let's go and do it now, then it's over and done with, you know. Then we've taken it down. That's, well, uh, that's very interesting. You know, we'll see. Well, sure we we'll get answers yeah. in many messages from yeah. people?
5: Yeah, I got, uh, <clears throat> I'm like 99% certain. It was Nigel full of, you know, bonhomie and just kind of, come on, David, gin. like this.
4: And <laughs> oh, gin. It was after a Christmas party, wasn't it? Well, New Year's party. Uh, New, New Year's, Year's part. party, yeah. 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 When yeah. Helen went into Labour. And that's uh, so why I always thought it was weird that she didn't call Henry Nigel. If she, if you went into labour at a party where somebody died immediately afterwards, wouldn't you call them the name of the baby? The
5: what? in in, <laughs> what? in like what twenty ten? You want to name a child
4: Nigel? Nah, no, because nah. Nigel's name of a dog, isn't it? Really, in real life. <laughs> Sorry, all the Nigels out there. <laughs> has anyone been
5: named Nigel, Chris and Nigel in the last fifty years? I don't I'm not so sure.
4: Well, I was gonna I was about to respond and say, do you know when I was at school? There were loads of Nigels, but again, I'm sixty three, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Royfield. There you no. go. There you but go. people do choose for I heard of a little a little, I know, all little, a baby being born the other day who was called Mabel. And that made Whoa. me think
5: well, it, those old names have been coming back for, for for quite some time.
4: Girl, girls' old names, but I'm not so sure about I the. I don't know, you know. Voice. I had
5: when I was when I was at school. I was 11. This is when I first aware that old name that names are cyclical. Yeah. Like I've named my my son Noah. Yeah. Right.
4: Which is a and which now, is a yeah an old name a very old it's an biblical old
5: name and now it's very now. And really? I kind of wish I hadn't oh God it's one of the most popular names in America, really? So it's going to be one of those names that let's say in thirty, forty years' time, you'll go that's an old-fashioned name and you'll be able to age someone by their name completely. Noah is one of those it's I think it's the second most popular male name in America at the moment mm-hmm. really yeah,
4: but my yeah uh, I suppose names are cycl- cyclical really, but you know my name, Jacqueline. Is, oh, Jacqueline, as most people call me. You know, it isn't very cyclical. It's it's one of those funny things. I think there were a rush of us in the late 50s, early 60s because of the mm-hmm. song. And then that was it.
5: Listen, you'll have your time again. Jacqueline's will have their time again.
4: Uh, and it's like. That's all right. I like being unique.
5: Well, old, you, can't, you can't. You can't get more unique than Royfield as a no, name. You, I
4: mean, you you have the prize for Mr. <laughs> uniqueness in names.
5: I've always Royfield at Gmail, Royfield at Yahoo. There is no there is Royfield no dot one two three, or you know, it's just like there's no point. It's just there's anyone one Royfield. The easiest person to cyberstalk that is me, right? <laughs> it's just like, in-
4: indeed, I think it is. We've <laughs> all been there. It,
5: what you've cyberstalked me? You
4: no, know, I was curious about the name Royfield when I first started listening to de Dumb, mm. and there was your your little little round face on everything. There was no other Royfield in the whole world.
5: There is no other. <laughs> and that there was a no year, That
4: was years ago.
5: <laughs> yeah.
4: Well, who's to say?
5: You know, with my sterling performance on this podcast. That
4: Absolutely, some and many others
5: haven't christened their. You know, the the fruit of their loins. Royfield in in my honour but who's to say I I I very much doubt it I very much doubt it though Right now I'll tell you who's coming up next Someone who who you quite like It's your most favourite listener
4: My most favourite voice Maybe
5: Oh now now you've Qualified it So it's not actually the content of his calls It's just his, his vocal delivery
4: I think more or less that. Yeah that's correct
5: Oh that 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 you've done him down a little bit. Christopher, <laughs> I actually think the content of your course is awesome too. Anyway, here we go. It's Christopher McKiddy and he's gone from the east
0: coast to the west. Ooh. Hello everybody, it's Christopher here. I'm taking a break from being battered by ice and gales on the east coast of Scotland to being battered by ice and gales on the the west coast of Scotland in Mull where I've I've come for Christmas I can't get it was something from a few weeks ago a very very minor comment by Tracy that she had to be back for it takes two and I thought I just can't see Tracy as being a Strictly person for me she'd be more like I don't know like SAS are you tough enough or you know Bear grills or something like that but then I thought maybe if she's watching Strictly, it's probably with Chelsea. And Chelsea, I can see, as being really into Strictly because I think the hair and the makeup. And then I thought, I can see Chelsea working on that show because I do watch It Takes Two and and there's all the hair. I can see that that's where her future lies. And, I, and the more I think about it, the more I think... Chelsea is going to be hugely successful because the one thing we know about Chelsea from all the interaction through other people in the village that she's worked for is that she is really good she is really good and she is going to be massively successful and I can see a very different future for the Horovins on the back of that not to mention Brad who may and I suppose the tragedy of contemporary society is that maybe Chelsea will end up being far richer than Brad and that her skills will be far more valued than being a Top mathematician, but but nonetheless, I I think that th- both of those, I think the f- I think ten years time, the situation for the Horribins is going to be drastically different than we we we, we see it now, and uh, and good luck to them for that. So a, a positive note anyway. Happy Christmas.
5: <laughs> I don't feel qualified at all to comment on the substance of this caller in inners call in because I don't watch strictly. Not for ideological reasons. I'm just not in the country where where it comes out. I suppose, yes, I could watch it on my Fire Stick and vote through my VPN, but I just don't. So he questioned whether Tracy would listen to that strictly after show. What says you?
4: Well, as you know, I'm a strictly fan, but I Mm -hmm. never watch the after show either. Do you not? No. No, it doesn't fit into my lifestyle and there's no point in watching it. Later Good night. Heavens. No, no. Because those, kind of, those kind of problems a bit like The Archers. It's on at 7 o'clock, which is 8 o'clock here. Mm. And Mr. B gets in from work around about quarter to 8, 8 o'clock. And so that's our, you know, I concentrate 100% on what him being there and dinner and blah, blah, blah. I don't listen to The Archers live ever. But that's the equivalent
5: to dum dum that after show.
4: Yeah, I know, but it just... I, I don't know. But I have my own little after show, don't I? Because I've got my Pardon? friend Trace, I've got my Tracy, my friend Tracy and her husband Andy. We
1: mm-hmm.
4: we walk and dissect it ourselves. We've got our own little. We should do a podcast about it if we could only ever manage the technicalities of it. <laughs>
5: <laughs> so after an episode of Strictly, the, all three of you go walking your dogs and, and you discuss it.
4: Well, two of us do. Andy always just fits in in the sidelines and adds his stuff in the background. But yeah, Tracy and I do. We go off walking and we discuss it. And yeah, that's our show. That's our after show. I don't need. Oh. I don't need to see the celebrities. I don't, I'm not a great celebrity person either, as you know. I'm not a great follower of who is who and who is what. That's why I like mm. the underdogs. I like the unknowns. Not. I'm not, in I fact, a bit like you said about our deal, our deal, sorry. I'm not a great wanting to know what the real actors look like in our, in the Archers. It's taken me a long time to get used to the fact that suddenly actors appear and they're not like in my mind's eye. So it happens more and more often nowadays. So, no. But Tracy. I do think she would enjoy the Strictly Christopher. I have to disagree with you slightly here because she would watch it with Chelsea and she would, like anything Tracy does, I think she would enjoy and join in the spirit of it and be just as enthusiastic as it is about it as she's about lots of things. So.
5: I must admit, I'm kind of with you. Not, And again, I don't watch Strictly. Well, I'm, if, if I'm in England and it's on, I'll watch it. So it's no Strictly... You know, a- anti-Strictly bias per se. But everybody watches Strictly, right? It's totally ubiquitous. And I know he's talking about the after show, but people that I know who are really into Strictly, then watch the after show. And the after show is blooming funny by all accounts. It's really good.
4: I must try it you know, sometime. So, next you know series. What?
5: someone is now doing the Hoover- Oh Now it's just ended. One minute. Let me tell them just to stop doing the hoovering <laughs> and stuff. <laughs>
4: we oh, back to Dum Dee Dum Dee Dum Dum. As Royfield goes off and beats up another member of his family on Christmas Eve. I have to stop talking now because he's coming back. He hasn't put really his earphones in yet, though. That's he realised.
5: <laughs> he, he said, as soon as I walked out, he went, Oh, yeah, I've stopped. I've stopped. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: Is there any member of your family who won't have beaten up by the end of this race? Oh,
5: my God. <laughs>
4: Oh, roll on back to California. <laughs>
5: exactly.
4: We've really got the cat to worry about. <laughs> good right. old
5: Mila. Right,
4: Christopher, thank you
5: for that. I think I got just about to the end of what I was saying before my brother Thomas decided to hoover outside <laughs> the bedroom door. But, it's, you know what, It's getting the place ship for Christmas. So you've got, you, you got to implore you- the intention, if not the timing. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. From Christopher, we move to Brian, Mister Buggy Squires.
9: Hello, it's Brian. Merry Christmas again. I won't talk too much about what's happened this week in because it was, goes a bit peculiar at Christmas. On there, <laughs> I was wondering who you would like to spend your Christmas dinner with in Ambridge. I was thinking Brookfield would normally be a good good place to go, but I don't think it'd be the same this year might be a bit icy in atmosphere and if Dave is cooking mm, not too sure about that bridge farm is going to be leek soup with pork and leek followed by I don't know leek ice cream who knows Brian and Jennifer's might would be nice meal but you, you have to be on your best behavior I think similar with well, I can't go, I couldn't possibly entertain the idea of going to Lower Loxy, not, not if Vince is going to be there. So, my money, I I go with Joy. I reckon Joy would have a nice, fun Christmas. So, that's who I go with. But I wonder who you'd want to
5: pop along to and have Christmas dinner with. So, I'll talk to you. I'll speak to you then in the year. I've so got my answer, right? And for go me, on, you it's not, it. not even close. The Aldridge is full stop. You're going to have great whiskey with Brian, you're gonna have great food with Jenny. Then you've got that wonderful, crazy family dynamic. Mm. And then you've got little baby Xander to be running around with and being full of the Christmas spirit. For me, no other family is gonna give you that whole whole rounded Christmas experience. You're gonna have the middle aged gays over there in the corner, Ian and Adam, right? You've got Kate, with her crazy new-age-ness, who's just going to make you crack up on whatever, saying, why are we all eating meat? Do you know about your carbon footprint and blah, 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 blah. You've got Alice and and Christopher and that kind of slightly uncomfortable, why did you get divorced in the first place dynamic going on, with tremendous food, altruities all day, every day. No one can tell me there is a better household to go to to have a whole rounded christmas experience than home farm
4: well as you got in first i can't well i was going to say that as well but (laughs) but in fact (laughs) so you've stolen that one so in fact Mm. let's go second best if if you're booked into the Eldritch and there isn't another place at the inn for me in Mm -hmm. there i would go to susan and neil's at hambridge View. Because it'd be afterwards, in the evening, would Chris arrive with Martha, baby, yeah, maybe, there'd be Mm -hmm. Neil I love anyway, Susan would be all bitter and twisted, but put on a good show because that's what she has to do. Mm. Uh She'd be thrilled that Christopher turned up late, already stuffed. Poor guy. He's going to have to be sick on the way home, isn't he? In between mm. the two meals to fit in another one. And you've still got Emma and her kids and the little ones, the younger ones. So, you know, I think it'd be good fun. You know,
5: thinking about it, I want to give an honorable mention mm-hmm. to Tracy and Jazza. Yeah. L- let's say, and that's if they just stop at this because, you know, they could go with yeah. Susan and Neil and be all, oh, or even Jim, exactly. Yeah. But for me, there'll be too many board games and clever board games hanging out with Jim, right? Yeah. Give me one board game, then actually I'm, I'm not interested, right? Mm. And actually you want some Christmas lowbrow culture, like, yeah. let's watch something, let's watch EastEnders on TV and whatever, mm. right? Which Jim's not going to be up for.
4: You might have to stand up to watch the Queen at Jim's.
5: Oh, the King. The King. The oh, King. God. The King.
4: That's going to be <laughs> hard, isn't it, for people tomorrow? Yes, the King, uh, sorry. So I'm gonna Can part, you cut that bit out Jim. to show no, my culture?
5: No. Listen, <laughs> she was there for seventy years. We still, all of us are still saying when we when the national anthem comes up, yeah. what?
4: So we I'll so say the we, king. That's king. odd. You know. in fact I was humming along in that bar when I was watching the England France match, singing mm-hmm. away to the national anthem with my friend Tracy. Mm-hmm. Honourable mention. And we both sang Queen. <laughs> the whole of the French nation groaned. I
5: reckon Honourable mention, Jazza, Tracy, Chelsea, Brad. Because you know what? It's going to be a fun Christmas. The food ain't going to yeah. be great. Ain't going to be great. No. But you're going to have a lot of beer. You're
4: yeah. going to get sloshed. But lots sloshed. of bonhomie. Lots of bonamy, exactly. lots, lots of,
5: of fun. Yeah, lots of fun.
4: Do you think they'll uh, ship Grandad off to Susan's for the thing?
5: Oh yeah, I've got about Grandad mm. Bert.
4: Oh, else maybe they will be at Tambridge View with Susan and. Uh...
5: Very, very good point. No idea, but I'm putting him down as not adding or detracting from the general, nah. from the general <clears throat> spirit of the snooze away household. in the
4: corner, wouldn't he? Exactly. Yeah, but thank you for that question, Brian. You yes. see, it's made us think. It
5: did indeed. You know what? If you're having Christopher as your, how did you qualify? I just like his voice.
4: Yeah, has my oh. voice, as mm. the one I love, the voice oh. to fall for.
5: Well, he's the original favourite oh, caller in of that.
2: yes, there. of course. It's
5: Vicky Cole,
3: yeah. <laughs> Hello, right, everybody. Love. It's
2: Vicky Cole here in Wiltshire. I'm a little bit irritated by this choir business. I think it's a lovely idea to have a village choir, possibly even two but it's so unrealistic with the timescale that they've done. It would have been wonderful if they'd had it perhaps over two months and proper rehearsals, certainly not having people coming in at the last minute. It's just so unrealistic, especially sounding as they seem to. And I am a little bit fearful for the Aldridges. I'm just wondering, it sounds as though something bad is going to happen to one of them. Mm. Not quite sure who. Brian, Jenny, Alice? Hope not. Hope I'm wrong. But we'll see. If Jill was that concerned about Ben, then I think she could have jolly well done something sooner, saying, oh, I've been thinking of you, I've been thinking of you. You know, she must have been able to write a letter or pop round or do something. And I am feeling quite smug myself. I have made an apple crumble with cinnamon this morning, and so I am like Jenny. I would like to wish everybody a really happy Christmas and a very peaceful and blessed New Year. Thanks for the podcast. It's wonderful. Take care. Lots of love. Bye.
5: Toodaloo, my Vicky. Oh, uh,
4: she has got a lovely voice. I'm with you on that.
5: I met her once.
4: <gasps> I remember that. Where I, did I you was,
5: meet her? Uh, we had a mini, mini little meetup. Must have been about five years ago in Notting Hill.
2: So oh. So it was wow, that's mm-hmm, fabulous. It
5: was she was all radiant and lovely, and I was I was tongue tied, couldn't even say anything. So She's been Cole, such a
4: jet setter, hasn't she?
5: Kenya, Sri Lanka, you name it. Uh, it's all because of Mr. Cole. You know, yeah. he's I think some kind of James Bond agent.
4: And then there's I Catherine think you've said Rowan that Jones. Yeah. yeah, oh, she's she lovely. Did, of the voice. Of the voice. Another voice.
5: She was the voice, wasn't she? <clears throat> she and, was. And please forgive me if you're listening to this podcast. There was another person who joined us who invented a rather jokey risque board game in the nineties. And I can see her right in front of me, but I'm just blanking on your name. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. It
4: happens to us all, Phil, But mm-hmm. we're hung I'm out. having
5: a senior moment. The Americans <laughs> would call it anyway. So,
4: and we all had fun, and we all hung out, and Aww, had a little bit of a drink good. in Notting Hill and, and, and wherever. So, yes. isn't it brilliant that you could meet up with these people who've been calleriners? Maybe in the future we'll meet up with lots of calleriners. But how did they do that, Roy? <laughs> <laughs> Let's move the script on. I've got a chocolate roulette to roll. <laughs>
5: <laughs> You're very good. the best and easiest way for you to record a measure of plot please, is to go to www.speakbite.com don't forget the t in the middle you can also find a link in the show notes
4: well we don't know how it's going to roll for the next week but normally in a normal everyday week for the rest of the year we need your calls in by 6pm on a Sunday UK time please keep your call to a maximum of 2 minutes and bear in mind you need to be at least 18 to take part
5: Now, we need your help because this is the People's Podcast. There are a few things that you can do to help it, to contribute. First of all, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and whatever podcast you're listening to us on. And if you wouldn't mind so much, give us a five-star review. It would be hugely appreciated. And finally, the third thing is that you can consider becoming a Patreon. Patreon is a way of tipping creators just like Dumpty Dum. And there are different levels with different rewards. So if you just go to Patreon.com, search for Dumpty Dum, we'll be chuffed to bits to have your support. So you can support us that way, just like Joanne Smith has. But of course, Joanne Smith actually was all clever. And she hit the donate button on Dumpty Dum dot com. And she set up a a recurring subscription on PayPal. And there are a few of you PayPalers that also do that as well. So for the next few weeks, we're going to rattle through the names of everybody who has supported this podcast on PayPal. Now, before we go back to the calls, don't forget, you can send us an email if you don't fancy hearing your voice by going on to, well, it says email, let's say WhatsApp. So if you don't want to hear your voice, go to WhatsApp, which is plus four, four, seven, nine, five, seven, one, six, seven, six, nine, six. Thumb your message there and then send it. And we'll read it out on the show. Now, back to our caller in And if we have done Vicky Cole, it must be time for
3: Drew. Hello, Royfield, Jacqueline and everyone else in Dumpty Dum Towers. This is Drew calling with a report from the Guelph, Ontario outpost of the Tokyo branch office. I'm sure that everyone has a lot to say this week about George and Fallon, about Lily and Adele, about Peggy and Ben, about the dueling choirs made up of all the professional-level singers that somehow live in Ambridge. But what I have to say is a lot simpler than that. Royfield, you are absolutely a hundred percent correct, and I am with you all the way. The who-done-it slash who-done-whom storyline with Ed out in the woods was ridiculous and defied belief. Not only did Rex temporarily forget that sometimes Big Jacket makes more than one of the same coat, (laughs) but neither Fallon nor Emma took him to task, no matter how much they thought he was overreacting. As much as that storyline put a damper on things, the rest of the week saw some great episodes, and I'm sure my fellow caller-inners will talk about those. Until then, have a great holiday, everybody, and have a happy New Year. I look forward to being part of the Dumpty Dum family into 2023 and beyond.
5: That's another caller in a row I've met. I met him in Toronto. Drew.
4: Golly gosh, you've met so many. Actually, have I
5: met Drew? <clears throat>
4: or was it just on, a, on
5: on a Zoom? Oh, goodness.
4: Uh, you're dreaming now. You're dreaming now. Mm. You've met so no, many people I, I, you can't I've... remember.
5: And, and yeah, and you know what it was. Not only am I getting confused because we had we've had three meetups in Toronto. One of them was massive. There was just under thirty people that turned up.
4: Gosh, really?
5: Yeah, it it was actually the best meetup. And it's interesting that it was not actually in the UK. So Mary, not Contrary, and Christina, and Christina came from. Ann Arbor, so that's in America. She drove across the border, oh, went into and and they pair them organized such an amazing, amazing event. And and in my head, Drew was there, and I thinking actually wasn't, but we've uh, we've spoken a couple of times on Zoom. But anyway, whatever. He's awesome, and I can't remember the whole point. of mentioning all that. Oh, he said that I was spot on. He agreed with me because most right thinking people do agree with me. And and whatever my thoughts are. So Drew, you're a right thinking person.
4: There you are, you gloaty little devil. Somebody agrees with you for once. What do you mean for once? Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you're always right, Royfield. It's Christmas Eve. Let's no,
5: if, if only that were true, that I was always right.
4: Yeah. Frequently
10: only.
5: wrong. Frequently yeah. wrong.
4: I think yeah. we've had all the calls there, have we? No, no. One more. One more. All right, sorry. Which I'm, came I'm, in Oh, yes, on the un- wire. But thank you. Yeah, yeah, I do remember now. In fact, one of the things that Drew said was about this ridiculous, woody storyline. But in fact, it it started off ridiculous and irritating, but I quite liked it in the end. I liked the cringiness of it. It's been one of the it was one of those who was it said earlier on, Boogie Swires. Oh yeah, the stories are always crap as we know, always bizarre (laughs) as we run up to Christmas. Yeah. But it was one of those Uh... things. I
5: appreciate it had some level of comedy value, but I don't know.
4: Yeah, it was time-filling, wasn't it? Was time filling, one term. Yeah. And it was, yeah, just it was too cr- cringy. contrived. Yeah, Too
5: contrived. Yeah. And the whole setup that part of the reason why they were doing it was to, to spice up their marriage. They're going to nick some logs. Like, come on. Anyway, but I'm all up for alfresco sex between consenting adults, let alone adults that are married. Good, so, good, good. luck to you. Good luck to you. Anyway, moving swiftly on, now we have Polly Perks.
8: Morning, morning, morning. Polly Perks here on Christmas Eve. Just to say Merry Christmas to all. And I really enjoyed the end of the week. I know it was preposterous. The choir sounded professional. (laughs) And when they joined together, it was seamless. None of which would have happened. Jill was, of course, incredibly apologetic and will now, no doubt Help David not ruin Christmas lunch. So, all in all, I'm feeling very warm and fluffy, and very pleased to have a bit of resolution. It's probably all going to go horribly wrong tomorrow, but let's see. Anyway, best wishes to you all and all dumdy dummers across the world. Thank you,
5: Polly Perks. Resolution, resolution.
4: Excuse me, I'm just slightly distracted because I my can mother's see. my mother's had a senior moment. <laughs> And my sister's just sent me a photograph of some bunting, do you believe, that I made, sent mm-hmm. to my parents with another gift. And my mother's just given it to my sister for Christmas. <laughs> my sister just sent me a message with lovely photos to thank me. And I'm thinking, what? Like, no, you were supposed to get the peg bag. <laughs> mother was to have the bread <laughs> bunting. Oh, my God. So sorry about that distraction. So you've got family making noises, and I've got family sending messages. Oh, God, Mother. <laughs> Never mind. Okay, so <clears throat> let's get back to what Polly Peck said. Resolution. Uh,
5: resolution. Right. Mm. Yeah, he thought the choir were too good, echoing Vicky's comment, and that also, but he, he kind of quite liked the resolution with, with Jill. Yeah, at, like at the me. end of the week.
4: I think I and I agree with him, you know. I thought it was all soft and fluffy, but it was nice.
5: Mm. I like a bit of cuddly fluff myself too. Me too.
4: Mm. I'm mm. not as harsh as you tell me I am. Well, you
5: are if somebody mentions pip.
4: Oh yeah, well that of course you see.
5: Then you can right cow. off. There you go. There you go.
4: <coughs> there's there's uh, my Jacqueline hey, i come my back Jacqueline. sorry the, the soft and fluffy <laughs> soft and fluffy suddenly disappears
5: <laughs> exactly you've got you've got your Doc Martin boots on and you're giving her a kicking straight indeed.
2: away straight
5: away now those are the end of our call arenas. now it's on to
4: our email arenas, and we have a couple of messages we do indeed and the first one's from our resident vet Jen, who sadly has been really, really poorly and hospitalised with pneumonia, etc. this week. And so she wanted to call in, but felt too rough to do so. She's now back at home, so we're sending all her very best wishes for recovery into the new year. So she sent a message saying, "Greeting, dumpty dummers around the world. Can't call in this week, but I wanted to wish you all a very Merry Christmas. 2022 saw Arrivals and Departures. We lost the lovely Philippa and Quinton team, but we were graced by the equally delightful Madame Berto. The community and caller brings bring so much joy. In an unpredictable, unpleasant world, it's nice to have a safe place to talk, a community. Kindness and passion are common in Archer's fans. <clears throat> I've just become... I told you I was emotional, didn't I, this week? I've never met one who wasn't a lovely person. The recent storyline on Ben emphasises how important it is to have a way to connect. Life can be very tough and very lonely for many reasons. Health challenges, physical or mental, financial, being a carer. The nice thing about Dum-de-Dum is it's free, it's easy to access, it's open to everyone to participate. And if for any reason you can't go and have a couple with people in real life, you can do it on the Twitters or on the Facebook group. Slagging off Pip Ha <laughs> ha You see <laughs> Or Shula or Helen Is immensely therapeutic And undemanding Everyone can join in And be nice to each other If not the characters That's the point We're all nice to each other But we don't have to be nice To the characters
7: They're not real
4: Or We can plot their imminent Smelly farmyard accidents I'm really looking forward To the real to the live event in 2023 May all your Christmases Be merry and bright love from Jen who we also know Aww. as Ambridge C- Pony Club isn't that lovely that was a lovely a lovely lovely sorry uh, sorry message. I got a bit wobbly in the middle there you but did, I didn't I think you? she well you know Christmas is an emotional time anyway but I think Ambridge Pony Club Jen she really expressed how I feel about the Dum community
5: it's all Aww. positive or it is indeed all positive a second email rina via WhatsApp. No, this actually was an email. Dear Royfield, Jacqueline and all DumDy Dummers, I'm emailing in to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thank you for playing my Dumdy Dums throughout the Uh year. It has been a real honour. I don't have any plot predictions except to say there's going to be fun, romance tragedies, misdemeanours and all things we love about our dear archers thank you royfield and jacqueline for all the hard work they've put into producing our favorite podcast which has helped many of us through this year long may it continue lots of love to you all marie
4: oh that's marie bray isn't it that's lovely
5: thank you for that marie and and thank you for all of your sterling efforts and you know just her wonderful mashups where she plays one tune and then it kind of segues into Barwick Green. It's just a delightful bit of genius and you are most awesome on the Ivories, madam. Keep it Cheers up. Yes, indeed. Keep it up. So now let's hear what our Facebook posse have been talking about on Guess Which Social Media Platform.
10: Facebook! Hey up my ducks, it's Katie here at KTP Land on Twitter and Instagram. The logging slash dogging storyline had many of us divided on Facebook. There were lots of posts for and against. And thanks to Pierre Kelly, I'm still singing the log song. No! And Caroline Wright was wondering why it's always the Grundies that get caught out. A few other dumpty dummers shared memories of other people getting caught in the act, so to speak. Regarding the choir, Annabelle Vaughan Hall read my mind and wondered why a man of Rex's age would be singing I saw Mummy Kissing Santa Claus. Ew. And Louise Lawton shared a video of Ardil and Lily's vocal warm-up none of us can unsee. Just be glad it wasn't Harrison and George. Susan Delamere pointed out Ardil is probably not as old as Lily's last fella, while Gail Robinson thinks it's written in the stars for Lily and Rex. Let's just wait and see. Then for the kiss and make-up of the week, Ben and Jill. Christine Liddell says she doesn't often use Facebook, but she wanted to point out what a great episode it was the other day and that it was great to hear Jill's voice again. Hope you stick around, Christine. Quite a few listeners were confused by Ben's Hello Foxy greeting. Very odd. And Scarlet Air shared her views on Ben and Jill and Susan. Amanda Keitley was worried that with Brian reminiscing he was going to have a heart attack, and Lillian McCarthy shared why Jenny's been quiet for so long. Apparently Angela Piper has had a stroke, sadly, sending all the Dumpty to dum well-wishes her way. On to other news. Robert Flood shared a great mix of predictions and well worth a gander. Sarah Evans shared a cream tea standard I can agree with. Marion Newett wanted to remind the scriptwriters of the correct pronunciation of Jacob, seeing as they'd forgotten and Rob Williams asked how everyone listens to old episodes of The Archers, so check in here if you need to find some links yourself. As usual, welcome to the newbies, make yourselves known, settle in with a copper, and let us know your thoughts. Until next time, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, ta-ra!
5: Thank you, Katie. I really enjoyed that this week. And thank you, everybody, who's also contributed to our Facebook group. In time of the tradition. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Hold your horses, Berto. (laughs) So, if we're talking about our Facebook posse on Facebook, after that comes what, Madame Berto?
4: We welcome our lovely members, new members. And we have three new members. So, let's wish a very warm dumpty-dum welcome to...
5: Sean McMorrow. Malcolm Mackey. And Helen Fairclough.
4: Oh, so Roy Fields, I gather that we received 15 stars this week.
5: <laughs> All in one review. No, three across three <laughs> reviews. First one says this: I discovered the arches three months ago. I'm I keenly wanted to chat and hear other. Opinions on the weeks going on. In Ambridge, I had no one to do that with until I stumbled upon this awesome podcast. Keep doing what you're doing, dum Dumb dum team, it's marvellous. And that's from Kate from ETH Logan in Scotland.
4: And the second five-star review that we received this week is from Mrs. Starres, and it was via Apple Podcasts, and she's in Britain. Essential Listening to My Commute is the tar- title. I really enjoy listening to dum de each week on my way to work. I like the dissection of the storylines and hearing what others think. It also fills in a few gaps of my ambridge an- knowledge, having only started listening when the jury were deliberating deliberating the verdict of Helen versus Rob. Keep up the fab work. It's a good one. Yep,
5: yeah, thank you. And the last review, keep on dumpty-dumming. For an Archers fan, particularly those whose friends and family aren't listeners, Dum Dum is a must listen. Each week, presenters Royfield and Jacqueline along with the listeners, the contributions give their forensic and critical reviews of the recent events in Ambridge, adding in some plot predictions and historical background. Many thanks to Royfield, Jacqueline and the rest of the community for a great podcast, which I look forward to just about as much as The Archers. And that's from Michael Hales, also in Wyoming great
4: brilliant. that's brilliant thank you Michael so we're also on Twitter under the name of at dumtidum we always include the archers hashtag using a capital T and A so the visually impaired can enjoy any archers based tweets also that hashtag is your opening for the tweet along both in the evenings and during the omnibus I can also be found at jberto sanguin but Royfield is so over Twitter we won't go there <laughs>
5: please try and include at dumpty dum in your tweet so more people can get to see it which helps to keep our community growing so now that's a neat segue to find out what is our tweet of the week
7: hello royfield jacqueline and dumpty dummers everywhere it's purple pumpkin here with a selection of tweets of the week and just one toot of the week starting with the toot it's from goth iron at gothiron at mastodon.social the continuity announcer saying and the rumpy pumpy editor for this week is Ivor biggin. over on Twitter the Archers team have put up a video clip of Ardil and Lily warming up their voices I've never been as disappointed by the mismatch between a character smooth Ardil and the actor frizzy locked cool dude ronnie duty so for once that's a thread i'm suggesting you stay away from if like me you think the pictures are better on the radio there is however a long erudite and hilarious thread about which classic stories we could see reenacted by the archers ranging from wuthering heights via the old man and the sea to scylla and charybdis do head over for a look and so to the twitter medals with thanks as ever to those who tag at Dumpty Dum to make sure we sample the best. In bronze position, it's at Rainbow Warrior at rainbow underscore warrior. That lingering smell of oranges and cinnamon and the tears of regret, Brian. In silver, it's James A. at Exeter Dormouse, channeling another Radio 4 favourite show, I'm responding to all the portents of doom for many of the older characters as Christmas approaches. And so, ladies and gentlemen, as the eggnog of doom meets the arteries of time and the apple cinnamon crumble of destiny meets the esophagus of eternity, it's the end of our show. And in gold, it's Herbie Potts at Herbie Potts. Looks like Ardil and Lily will be visiting the rewilding log pile before the year's out. That's it for this week. Hope to see you all on Twitter next week for the post-Christmas fallout and the build-up to the New Year's synchro proposal. Have a great week, everyone.
5: Thank you, Theo. Thank you, Purple Pumpkin. And congratulations to everybody who was nominated and got a gong as bronze, silver and gold, tweet and toot of the week. We are also on Instagram, other social media platform, we, and
4: why don't you follow us over there
5: where we are at dum dum and you can be part of Katie's
4: gang well thanks as ever to all our contributors and to our social media supremos to Shambridge for her voices and to our podcasting godmother Lucy V Freeman
5: there you go that's a show, Merry Christmas everybody I hope you get filled with turkey if, if you're a meat eater and if you're not you get filled with something suitably vegetarian or vegan and whether you believe that, you know, a little kid came to save us all and was born on December the 25th. Hopefully you're spending time in the bosom of your family regardless of your religious beliefs because that's the most important thing at this time of year to be around your loved ones and to celebrate life, love and existence with people who share your DNA.
4: Indeed, wife. now you're going to have to go off and finish the hoovering, aren't you?
5: (laughs) (laughs) And turn the music back up (laughs) to... (laughs) <laughs> a thousand decibels.
4: Well, well, whilst we've been recording, Mr. Berthe Loïc mm-hmm. has just come back in because he's the one who goes off and does the seafood shopping and does all the cooking for it. So, so I've, I've seen him creep in whilst we've been. Recording. Wait a minute. isn't saying How far Saint Gwen from the Channel? About forty kilometers. Oh, you know what?
5: In my head, it was about four. Because you know Brittany is coastal, I just thought.
4: What's the? Yeah, going no, to find? we are uh, we are dead centre. The centre, oh. the geographical centre of Brittany is Saint-Caradec, which is about five kilometres to the east of us. So yeah, we are about as far as you can get from the sea in any direction in Brittany. It's about but like I feel i like been in Stoke. <laughs> this kind of the, the centre that's where of ways you can get from the sea in the Great Britain something like that I
1: literally
5: <laughs> thought you were right by the sea you could just drive down to to Dream the coast throw his, throw his rod in in the water and pull up a crab or something or another and throw it in a in a pot Five no, minutes very, later, we
4: have very good supermarkets here that sell. Well, not very good supermarkets because you do not buy anything that you can buy in England. But well, you do have very good fish fish counters. So yeah, no, he was mm. there at eight o'clock this morning, and then hopefully uh, he's gone off for a Christmas shopping as well. So,
5: well, I hope your fishermen have not been fishing in our British waters for the fish that is and the seafood that is on on your plate, madam, because you know so Brexit and all of that you know oh,
4: don't go there Troll off
5: somewhere else Frenchies
4: okay well by the time we next speak Royfield I'll have been in London for 48 hours so well, you Ooh, are be speak- I'll be speaking exciting. even better English than I do now
5: <laughs> I'll be even speaking better English I do hope so if that's the <laughs> sentence you've just given me <laughs> yeah. and,
4: and, and you'll be speaking better Brummie <laughs>
5: Uh I will kidda. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
6: All
5: right well, everybody.
4: On that note we better say terara bit.
5: bit. Hi, I'm
1: Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.